All right. You know what it is. You know who it is. We're back. We got episode 16 of the Fight Cast. Got a lot of stuff going on this weekend. We had a really good weekend in UFC 258 and uh, had some good boxing as well. Um, Jake will go over the stuff that we predicted this week that came up. And then um, we're going to go into UFC fight night, break that down. That's coming up this weekend. We got Lewis versus Blades. That's headlining. And then, like I said, we got a lot of boxing. We got Josh Kelly, Adrian Broner, and we're going to break down a ton of it. So um, UFC 258, we had Kamaro Usman versus Gilbert Burns. And that was a very good fight. It was, uh, I think it lived up to expectations. And did you see any of it or no? No. No? Okay. So Gilbert Burns and uh, Kamaru Usman's currently the welterweight champion of the world. And he's, you know, he's a top level fighter and he showed it this weekend. He got clipped early on. For those of you that watched the fight, he got rocked, almost got dropped. He, he caught himself with his hands and he kept him. Actually, I technically think he did get dropped because I think his knees at the ground, but he got back up took some shots and, and just, you would have been proud, Jake. He, uh, he dominated with his jab, like literally, yeah. you know, the rest of the night after he got hit a couple of times, his coach was like, you live and die by the jab. He dropped uh, burns with the jab twice and then finished the fight with the jab and dropped him on his face or dropped him on his ass, just like a straight jab right to the face. And uh, he, he, like I said, he got caught a couple of times, but once the second round was over, it was uh it was clear one that like, who was going to win that fight. Usman was just catching him and Burns wasn't moving his head as a normal UFC fighter. Wasn't, he was just leading with his head, you know, throwing haymakers. He was trying to get the finish at that point. And he even said it in the press conference after that, uh, you know, he made a mistake early on when he caught him, he made a rookie mistake and he tried to finish it instead of, you know, cause he, in the first round, you know, he caught him within the first 30 seconds and, and dropped him. And then he kept catching him and he stunned him a couple of times after that. But then he just, couldn't finish the job and he kept, you know, like I said, he wasn't moving his head. He was being really aggressive and he should have sat back just a little bit and made Uzman come to him. And he probably could have dominated that fight, but it was all standing. There was no grappling and uh, Burns tried to get it to grappling and it didn't really work out that well. Um, but Uzman, you know, he showed his, he showed his power there. And like he, you know, he had a really good fight. And again, a, a true like championship performance. Cause he came up, he got hit, he showed out and then he won the fight. And um, I don't know what's next for him. I think, you know, for him, it's a little bit more of like coming back around and like digging back into the division, whether that's Colby Covington or that's Jorge Masvidal, you know, he's going to have to fight a repeat fight. It looks like it's going to be Masvidal from what I'm understanding is it's going to be Usman Masvidal on tough, the ultimate fighter. They're going to be the coaches and then they're going to fight at the end of it, um, which I'm very interested to see. Cause I think the first fight was okay. Masvidal dominated him, but I think with a full camp, Masvidal can put up a little bit more of a fight uh, because I, I think he's a better striker overall than Usman, but I don't know that he's like a championship fighter and that's the thing. And like Usman has shown time and time again, he's a championship fighter. So I'm excited to see what's next with Usman. He caught my attention this weekend. I've watched him enough, but He's not, he's never been like an exciting fighter, um, but he earned it and he earned it this weekend. And uh, like I said, I'm excited to see what comes. Um, the other fights, we had Macy Barber, Alex Grosso and Kevin Gaslam versus Ian Heinish. I want to talk about Gaslam first. He probably looked the best that I've seen him look in a while. Um, this is, and I actually, I think this was his first or second fight back from, 
I don't remember how many fights he's had before this, but, um, you know, coming off of the Izzy loss a couple of years ago and he looked good in the, in the cage. He looked, you know, fit and he'd been working with Phil DeRue. So shout out to Phil DeRue and the crew down in Florida. But, um, he, he looked his best. He was sharp, you know, Heinish looked gassed, like really, it was odd, like oddly gassed. Like he, he looked huge for his weight, like 185, and he was massive. Um, so he must've cut down a lot of weight. It must've affected him because he was huffing and puffing from the first round and Gaslam just had that fight from the beginning. He got caught a couple times, but you know, he dominated on the feet. He dominated on the ground. He, I think he had like seven takedowns in total for Heinish, who's a wrestler. And I keep seeing, you know, I keep seeing these fights that go back and forth with the UFC and there's wrestlers that are supposed to be like these takedown defense artists. And like, and then I see them just get mauled and like taken down and destroyed. And um, so I'm, you know, it's starting to become uh, every time I see it, I'm like, all right, well, cause that's usually the defense is like, Oh, it's a jujitsu guy versus a wrestler. And then it's, or it's a wrestler versus a wrestler. And then either no wrestling happens or the wrestler gets dominated. So um, there's just time and time again, like I said, and, and Gaslam, uh, he's a 10th planet uh, jujitsu black belt, which is Eddie Bravo. So he's, you know, he's learned his shit. He knows his shit and he dominated over the weekend. Um, Macy Barber, Alex Grasso, I was looking forward to Macy Barber and she got fucked up. She got like basically dominated the whole fight. Macy Barber is, if she had any advantage, it was supposed to be on the ground and she even got dominated on the ground. Uh, Grasso, like I told you before we started this, like you would have been proud. She was bobbing and weaving, hooks, straights, combos, like just catching Barber. Barber was like, oddly, she was like right from the start. She was like four or five steps away from Grasso, like throwing jabs and combos, but like not even like, no, she like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like she was just in, not in any danger zone. It was like, she was shadow boxing in front of Grasso the entire night. She was like head bobbing back and forth, like throwing a jab and like throwing a couple combos, but like not in any striking range whatsoever. And then when she did get in, she just threw haymakers. She was like doing all this movement outside. And then when she'd get in, she'd just go like this and just stay there. So then she kept getting caught. She kept getting hit. Then she tried to go in for a couple takedowns. She had a couple nice moments towards the end, but every time she went in for the takedown, she got dominated on the cage and she was bigger than Grasso. And she was like clearly bigger than Grasso. Um, and Macy Barber is pretty big for her division. And she, uh, she, she didn't show out. And I thought her last fight. So last on the last episode of this, I mentioned that she tore her ACL and I thought she won that fight, but I forgot she did lose that fight. So she's coming off of two losses and this one was supposed to be the test of like, all right, you know, this was to make up for the last fight because you tore your ACL and everyone's kind of giving you a second chance. And uh, she didn't, you know, she got dominated. So I don't know what's going to happen with her moving forward. She's still a big piece in the UFC and she's still like an upcoming star. So I'm sure this isn't going to be the end for her. But um, it's interesting to see because she's being pushed as like the, the next great thing in women's MMA. Um, but yeah, so it was a good weekend overall. Usman and Burns definitely delivered the other fights delivered as well um for the card it was definitely it was good it was an underwhelming card to look at um from like afar but I think for what happened it definitely um was worth it now upcoming I can't wait to talk about March 6th because that card is fucking stacked it's Izzy there I I Amanda Nunez is on the card uh Jan uh what the hell is his last name? I forgot his last name. There's like three champions on the card. It's ridiculous. It's going to be such a good card, but we'll talk about that obviously next weekend. Um, this, this weekend, we got UFC fight night. 
We got the one and only Derek Lewis versus Curtis Blades. And then we got a couple other fights that I want to talk about. Um, I'm going to break down from the bottom up. So we got Phil Dawes versus Nazardine Imavov. Uh, Phil Dawes is a Phil Daru guy. And his last couple fights, he he's come out real strong. I think the last fight he knocked his guy out in like 45 seconds. Um, he's a firecracker. Dude's got like fists and he can, he actually moves pretty well. He throws good punches. So I think he's going to come out. I think he's going to win this fight. I'm going to predict a first or second round KO. Um, it should be only, well, I have to, it's only a three round fight. So I'm going to say first round KO. I think it'll be midway through the first round. And uh, I think he's going to catch him. And I think he's going to win this fight easily. He's going to kind of cement himself and keep, you know, his climb to the top. Cause he's, he's, uh, he's coming up right now. I think he's nine and two and uh, he's impressed his last couple fights. Then we got uh, Alexi Olenek, who is a uh, veteran. I think he's got like 55 fights in the UFC. He's like 50. Olenek's brother. Yeah, <laughs> it might be. It might be. Um, this dude's fucking savage. Like he's a, a jujitsu, a jujitsu specialist who's got like some striking in him, but I think he's like 54 and uh, what's his record. Oh, Jesus, it's more than that. 59 and 14 <laughs> in the UFC. So he uh, he's known for his Ezekiel chokes. Ezekiel choke is a uh, – it's an over the, or over the neck and you reach through like this. Oh, yeah. And you, like, squeeze. And he, he gets that. I've seen some of his highlights, and I've seen him live in person. Ezekiel, bro, that's just a, that's just a hood headlock. That's yeah, right. <laughs> that's called that's Ezekiel choke. That's what everybody, everybody puts in that one. Oh, no, it's this. So it's actually this. So you bring your head through, and then you grab the bicep, and then this hand comes over the throat, and then you squeeze this way. And then, like, your head is in this little hole right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the hood hole. The hood head lock? All right. Every, everybody, gets, everybody gets put in it. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, there's actually, listen, there's jujitsu experts all over the hood, and people don't even know it. <laughs> The give me my money special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly what they should do. Well, the correct jujitsu term, the Ezekiel choke, he's an expert at. He gets it from the weirdest positions. I, you know, you check his highlights. He's got some from he was on on the ground and he had a guy in mount. So it's definitely impressive to watch at that level to get that type of choke because that's a hard, hard choke to get on somebody, especially who knows it's coming and can defend it. Um, I think he's gonna win. I think he'll uh, pull out here. He's fighting Chris Dawkins. Don't know who that is. But I'm going to go with the guy I know, Alexi Olenek. And then we got uh, Blades versus Lewis. So Blades is a wrestler, and Lewis is just – I don't even know what to describe him as. He's just a puncher. He's just an out-of-shape puncher. Brawler. Brawler. He's a brawler. Dude's a brawler. And uh, I, I, I have – I've gone against Derek Lewis in the past, and he's knocked the guy out. And, you know, I've gone for Derek Lewis, and he's gotten knocked out or – you know, he's been good as of recent, but I, I have reason to believe that Blades is going to win this fight. And I think he's going to, and this is, this is the thing I'll say, Derek Lewis, if he's got his conditioning in order, I think he has a chance to win this fight, but if he gets caught in wrestling and he gets taken down, I, I don't think it's going to last very long. With that being said, I don't want to go against Derek Lewis because I like him so much as a fighter. So I'm going to pick Derek Lewis to win this fight. And I think he's going to catch Curtis Blades. Uh, I'll say he's going to catch him. It's probably be a fight. Uh, I'm going to say somewhere in the second round, he's going to catch him. And he, and, and this is the other reason. He's gone against Olenek, Olenek, the guy who's on the card here. And he's gone against a couple guys who are supposed to be wrestlers. And 
he's pulled it out of his ass somehow that he's been alive on the ground when he's there and he keeps it and he, he defends it and he's, he's done well. So um, I think he's going to win. I'm going to go with a second round knockout here. And uh, yeah, so just to re- recap um, this weekend, we got blades Lewis. I'm going to pick Lewis second round knockout Olenek versus Dawkins. I'm going to go with a second round uh, submission by Olenek and then first round KO uh, for Phil Dawes. So if you guys, you know, are going to watch those fights, let, let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Definitely down to hear your predictions. Um, but yeah, so let's get into boxing. We've got a ton of boxing to go over. Uh, you want to start? Go from there. Yeah. Um, so last week's uh, big fight, um, Joe Smith and uh, Vlasov got postponed because Vlasov got uh, the Rona. Um, so Richard Comey versus uh, Marinez became the um, um, main fight. Main, main, main event. Um, Comey won in a six round knockout. I didn't watch the fight. Um, I actually watched uh, watched a, a couple of older Mayweather fights and um, uh, a De La Hoya fight just because I was feeling old school. So I didn't, I done, I, Richard Comey uh, was, he's a former champion. Uh, he's got some power. Um, obviously, uh, T.O. took took his belt. Um, I think he knocked him out in the fifth round. I think I think this was his, I want, I'm pretty sure this was his first fight back. But either way, it puts uh, Richard Comey back in title contention. So he's his name will be you'll hear his name around there for uh, as an opponent potential opponent for some of these guys that are holding belts. Um, also, I forgot to to mention last week. Um, I, I don't know where it was aired. I don't know if it was on the zone or not. But um, Joey Diaz fought. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he got a win last week. Um, so he's uh, he's got he's got a big he's going to have a big fight uh coming up off of that um but this weekend this weekend is huge we got um the big one is miguel burchelt and oscar valdez that's gonna be huge um great card i think xander's uh let me get these right so i get the right the right cards um on that card we have this is the virtual oh, Elvis Rodriguez. This is yeah, this is Burchell versus Valdez, which is on ESPN. Um, Elvis Rodriguez, so that's uh, one of um, Freddie Roach's fighters. He's nay undefeated. Uh, he's he's on the card. Xander Zayas, which is the kid, I think he's eighteen or nineteen. Um, Prodigy, he's on the card. Um, and then there's um, Josh Kelly, uh, the Irish dude. He's real nasty fighting David. Uh, Ab- I don't know how to say his last name. Avaniason. Um, Florian Marku is on that card. He's a very exciting fighter. Um, and then Adrian Broner in his comeback fight against Giovanni Santiago. Um, this that fight's on Showtime. Uh, the Josh Kelly fight is on DAZN. But the Adrian Broner fight, Otto Wallen and Dominic Brazil are on the undercard. Robert Easter is also on the undercard. Is he really? So yeah, so th- there's a lot of oh, really good fights. <laughs> um, 
this weekend. So I, I'm going to start with um, the most unimportant one, which is Adrian Broner. And maybe it's not. Uh, I it's mean, right it, now, it, right could, it could it could become important. Yeah. But for the time being, it's because right now I'm going to act. So I'm going to predict this fight based on Adrian Broner's experience and nothing else. I'm going to pretend like all the shit that happened outside the ring didn't happen. That he's just been in a long break. Yeah. Um, I've seen Santiago's record. He's 14 and 0 with 10 knockouts. So he's dangerous somehow, some way. It's very hard to get highlights on him. I saw some stuff. Um, again, you know, 14 fights, you're fighting tomato cans. So it's not really anything to go off of. He certainly has power to surprise Broner if Broner is not mentally in the fight. But I'm going to say Broner is going to comfortably win a decision. I think, um, like I said, I, we said this last week, I think if he wants to have anything to do with anything big in the future, he needs to win convincingly. Yeah, I, I think he's going to comfortably win a decision. I don't... I don't. I think the the timing, um, the accuracy, and the things that bring on knockouts. Um, I think it's going to take a couple fights to to really get that back to to shake off that rust. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I do think to just his experience and his natural ability alone will give him um, a, a nice comfortable decision. Um, uh, I'm going to pick. Uh, I'm going to go to the Otto Wallen and, and Brazil fight, uh, two heavyweights on that undercard. Um, <laughs> two flabby, like very <laughs> unorthodox fighters. I'm going to go with Otto Wallen in this fight. I'm Dominic Brazil for a big dude has a chin like, um, three-year-old girl so <laughs> i'm gonna say Otto Valen gets a knockout i'm gonna say eighth round Otto Valen knockout eighth round um and then let's go down to okay let's get into some some i'm gonna save the burchell fight for last so now we'll go to the josh kelly fight so josh kelly is an irish olympian um he was on a hot streak a couple years ago like undefeated just blazing through everyone he's one of these guys who who is like he's like an irish roy jones you know he's like he's super athletic fights with his hands down beautiful head movement beautiful footwork um he has power speed he's got it all man um but it was just just before um the pandemic he lost a fight to i forget who it was but he lost the decision um because he got into a ring with a guy who wasn't willing to um let him do all the flashy stuff that he's used to doing um and i think it was a wake-up call for josh kelly that sometimes you do just have to get to business Mm -hmm. sometimes you gotta you know dig in and get dirty you know you can't always look good because it's a fight and I think he learned that. And um, honestly, like he's Irish. I mean, he's got, he's got, it's not like he doesn't got it in him. He's got it in him to get dirty and fight. So it's Irish boys. Um, 
yeah. So this is um, um, this is an important fight. Josh Kelly, um, this is for a European welterweight title. But if Josh Kelly wins this, then his you know he can start looking toward Spence and Crawford and Pacquiao and the, these bigger names. Um, this this other this dude uh, Evan Iason, uh he um, I've seen a little bit of him. He's he's got some power. He's a rough dude. He's a busy guy, um, but he he throws a lot of shots off balance, or he, thro- he throws a lot of shots that lead to him becoming off balance. Yeah. Um, it's too much power. But, he's got, he's but, too much yeah. Power. Yeah. He like, he like put, he jumps into mm. shots. Uh, he doesn't really sit down on the shots. So his power is coming from just like throwing his entire body into one shot. Um, he's a little sloppy. Uh, I don't think he, he, he touches Josh Kelly. I think Josh Kelly fucks him up. Um, I, I'm going to go again. This is a comeback fight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Josh Kelly in a decision, but a very convincing decision. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna run through him. All right, let, let's get to this. Okay, the big fight. The big fight is Miguel Burchell, Oscar Valdez. You don't think Robert Easter's worth breaking down? Is he is he a bum now? Um. Well, I don't I don't know the dude that he's fighting. Um, Ryan Martin. I don't. I don't know who that is. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm going to pick Robert Easter. I don't. I don't know. That, I mean, I, I, I figured it wasn't that much to talk about. But I mean, yeah. I mean, Easter. Easter is a. He, I've a heard a lot really, about him. really slick boxer. Yeah. Um, really good boxer. I don't know who this dude Ryan Martin is. So I couldn't. You know, just for the sake of picking, I'll pick Robert Easter. Right. Um. On the Burchelt Valdez undercard. Uh, I'm going to pick Xander Zayas. He's fighting some dude, James Martin. Um, Zayas is still in that. Again, he's a prodigy. He's still in that part of his career where he's tuning up to get bigger fights, just padding his stats. So he's probably going to knock this guy out real early. Um, so Zayas in a knockout, let's say third round. It's only a six round fight. I'll say third round knockout. Elvis Rodriguez. Um, again, a Freddie Roach guy, um, still on his way up. I'm gonna. He, he's he's looks like he's gonna be really, really fucking dangerous. Um, I'm gonna pick uh, Elvis in early knockout to say fourth round in his fight. Um, now to Burchelt and Valdez. He, this is like, this is one of these fights that's gonna be like. It's going to be fight of the year candidate. You know, two two Mexicans uh, for guards uh, for for a title. So, so the thing is, like, their styles make for they don't have. Um, so Burchelt is more like the the one with the the more typical Mexican style, like go forward, throw a million punches. That's his style. Um, but he is he's heavy handed, um, so it's not like. It's not like he's throwing a million of them just to touch a guy up. He's mm. he's fucking he's laying it on guys, um, but he gets hit a lot, you know, um, and and that that happens with that style. You're you're just you're going in to land, you know. You throw eight punches, you're probably gonna and you're not moving your head in between. You're gonna get hit with 
two, three, probably in that, that eight that you're throwing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you, you have power like him, it's a good trade off for you. Um, Valdez is more, um, which and Valdez is with Reynoso now. Um, Valdez is more, he's got more in his toolbox. I would say he's still got, you could see flashes of that, you know, old school, traditional Mexican shit where he just goes forward and he'll just throw hooks. Um, and he's got some power in his hands too. Um, but Valdez has a little more, little more in his toolbox. He, he moves his head a little bit more. Um, uh, I, I think he's a little better with his feet. Um, sometimes Burchell gets, he gets caught with his feet stuck in the ground because of that style. He'll pick a spot, sit, like, you know, I'm going to dig what's in. What's the vision? Right what's the um, this, is, this is junior lightweight. Okay. Um, so this is, um, this is uh, 135. Okay. Or, or one, is this 130 or 135? Right. But um, it's for Burchelt's um, belt. Um, oh, it's one thirty. So, um, so I, I, I think, I think it's going, going to be a, a battle um, that's going to last almost the whole fight. Um, it's getting dry. I think both the, I think, I think these guys are going to beat the shit out of each other. Um, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to pick Valdez, um, in an 11th round knockout. All right. Okay. And, and I'm picking that again, because of the, because he has a little bit more in his toolbox, he moves his head a little bit more and Eddie rain also Eddie rain also is the X factor. Um, I, I think, yeah, I've said it before. I think you know if it, if it ain't Freddie Roach, it's Reynoso is the best trainer in the world. Um, so oh, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna so he works with Canelo, here. huh? He works in the gym with Canelo then. Yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah he's in there, in there every day with Canelo, with the best fighter in the world, feeding off of him, uh, best trainer in the world, feeding off of him, it all and already with it with the skills, the talent that he already had before he started training with them. Um, I just think it, it puts him above Burchelt a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I think after, you know, 10 and a half really tough rounds, Valdez is going to get a late knockout. I was just looking. He's got a, a big reach advantage. Uh, Burchelt? Yeah. Got like six-inch reach advantage. Yeah, yeah, damn. All right. So I think that uh, anybody who's in the gym with Canelo is going to be significantly, uh, what do you call it? They're going to benefit from just being in that situation as much as possible. And uh, even, you know, in that atmosphere with Ryan Garcia, then having Reynosa as your uh, trainer, I, I tend to believe that, you know, you – probably heard it the people you surround yourself with or the people you uh you become at least in some regard you 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 carry that weight with you so um <clears throat> oscar valdez if he has any piece of canelo in him he's gonna be he's gonna be good he's gonna win uh, if he's you know if he moves and 
he, you know, he makes his, uh, he uses his skills, then obviously he's going to, he's going to be in a position where the power in my eyes, power always, power is like a, uh, what do you call it? Just like a, a tool that can get you out of certain situations. But when you have like, equalizer. yeah, the great equalizer. And when you have like overall boxing skill, um, you can, you can, uh, get rid of that power in a lot of ways, just moving a little bit more, waiting for them to react, looking for those certain punches. So if he can do that, then I don't think it's a, a long, I, I, I think you're right. And I think he'll come back and win. Um, and I'll knock him out. I don't, I didn't, I've never seen Burke help fight. So I should probably watch him before I make any predictions. So I'll probably lay off that. But if you think Valdez is going to win, I'll go with Valdez as well. Elvis Rodriguez, I've definitely heard of. Um, I've never actually seen him fight live. So I'm going to have to tune in again. Um, I'm excited to see Josh Kelly. Uh, I was watching some of his highlights and I'm um, definitely excited to see him. I think that uh, he'll walk away with that. And I still think that with him, <clears throat> with him coming up and starting to put, get his name out there more, I'd love to see him really dominate this fight and just get that next step and maybe be that person who, cause like I said, there's, or like we've said, there's a, uh, not much going on in that Crawford division and Spence unless they fight. And I saw some stuff this weekend saying that Crawford might end up fighting uh, Sean Porter or um, it was someone of Sean Porter or someone else he was deciding between. And uh, he was saying that Sean Porter was probably going to be the one or that looked a little bit more enticing right now. And um, Pacquiao actually, he, oh, Pacquiao. Uh, it was Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah. He came out and said it that, you know, he said he, he'd take 40 million and Crawford will get 10. And those are the terms that he put up. But if those terms are agreed upon, then, then that would be a fight. Yeah. I, I don't know that Bud would agree to that, even though, I mean, business wise, it is fair. I mean, Pacquiao's the biggest name in, in boxing right now, you know, other than Canelo. Yeah. Um, it's probably still Pacquiao though. Pacquiao is probably the, the most famous boxer and maybe fighter overall in the, in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, so what do you think was that fight at this point, Crawford? Yeah, um, I mean, Pick is what, I think 43 years old. Like, is there any news on him and Garcia? It's that's not, it's I don't think it's a thing that's gonna happen. It's just it's nonsense. I mean, the, the, the more I, I like when I actually started thinking about it, it's like, what, what does Pacquiao get out of that fight? Because yeah. one, they're in different divisions, so they'd have to be at a catch weight. Right, which would probably 140 because Pacquiao's been fighting at welterweight for the past 15 years. Right. So and uh Garcia's never fought above 135. So one that I don't think there's any way that Garcia wins the fight, regardless, but it's like uh at this point in Pacquiao's career, he, he's getting he's still the highest paid boxer in the world. Yeah. So he's not doing it for money, right? He wants belts. And why would he go down to 140 fighting a catchweight when they're not fighting for a belt? Yeah. Garcia doesn't have a belt to begin with anyway. So yeah. why would he fight him? Right. Yeah, I, um, I think that, that for one, I think Garcia, like now that I think about it, I think Garcia is just afraid of tank. Uh, oh, and, I, <laughs> and I, listen, I hate to say that any fighter is afraid, but Garcia is not, not like, he's not, I don't see him as one of us. Like this dude is a, He's a social media influencer that happens to be really talented at boxing. Yeah. Like that's what the fuck he is. Yeah. 
he, he, like he's talking about retiring at 26. He's already thinking about his future and like doing other things while he's still actively like at the beginning of his career in boxing. I don't think he wants that. I don't think he wants those kind of problems with tank. Um, and I think Garcia saw this Pacquiao fight as an opportunity to get his name even bigger than it is to make him more famous than it already is because there is no bigger name in boxing. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think, I don't, I, I don't think it's really going to happen. I don't think I, there's no, I just don't see Pacquiao having any interest in that whatsoever. It does it does nothing. Lose, for lose. Yeah, it does nothing <laughs> for Pacquiao. Neutral, neutral, essentially. I mean, oh, it's a neutral. Uh, and I don't even think that, to be honest with you, I don't even think that fight can generate enough money to pay Pacquiao his purse. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, it'd be another Floyd, uh, Logan Paul. Yeah, it's like so. Who they should put Ryan Garcia in the ring with Jake Paul? That would be a great fight for Ryan Garcia. Yeah, that would I would love to see it. Um, uh, there, there is it. There's news with To though. So yeah, I saw him. Yeah, Tiafimo Lopez uh, um, uh, set terms for Top Rank. So Top Rank offered him 1.25 million for his mandatory fight against George Camposis. Uh-huh. Uh, to rejected that. So he's came back with a counteroffer. I don't know what the counteroffer is, but he said that if the it's not met, if his terms are not met, he will fight not under top rank. He'll fight find a different uh, promotion to fight. Yeah. Um, so that, but so to, to get this straight, Cambosis is the IBF mandatory challenger. Mm-hmm. So in order for Teo to remain the undisputed champ, he has to fight Cambosis. Yeah. So the, does like, it have to be? Campos, it doesn't have to be yeah. under top rank. No, like no. Um, so uh, Tio was under top rank currently. Yeah. So he's he's basically saying he will leave top rank as his promoter yeah. if he doesn't get met. But he still has to fight Cambosis in order to hang on to that belt. But again, he's already talking. He in the in the same interview, um, he was talking about after Cambosis setting up a fight with with Tank. Yeah. So. They, would things be, are looking up there. I hope. I hope. I saw a picture the other day of uh, on Instagram of Tiafimo, uh What's his name? The young kid, not Garcia. The other one, Devin Haney. Oh yeah. And, uh, Garcia, and then um, who's the fourth one? Oh, Davis. And they were just saying that like this is one of the most talented divisions in the like the fight world, and people keep saying that like boxing's dying. And like, there's these four like studs, like absolute studs yeah. that are fighting. And there's still all these dudes that, like I said, this weekend, we got um, Josh Kelly, Adrian Broner, Robert Easter. And like, to see that, like, going those are all, those are all welterweights in, in yeah. Spence and, and Spence, Pacquiao and, um, and uh, Crawford. So like, that's another division that that's, that's huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Like, I mean, seeing Robert Easter as the third fight and, on a card is like, yeah. I was like, what the hell happened? Like, I thought he, you know, his record's still 22 and one. Uh, what were you going to say? And, and not to mention that um, in those lightweights, pretty soon Shakur Stevenson is going to be um, mentioned among them because he's not going to stay at 130 forever. Like, he's yeah. dominating at 130. He's going to move up to 135. It's just a matter of time. Like, probably within his next, I'd say, two or three fights, he's going to move up to 135. So it's going to be another superstar in that division. Plus, Lomachenko is still there. He's going to come back and fight somebody. So, yeah, I mean, that division is stacked, man, stacked. 
Yeah, and I think that, you know, uh, it, it's going to get interesting. And I think there's a ton of stuff that can happen. Um, for me, I and I know this is uh, the most exciting fight for me is still Broner for the simple fact that it could lead to so much more that comes from it. And that's like the one fight this weekend where if he wins and does well, I, I think it, it opens up the door to have that uh, – that uh what do you want to call it just like that parody in the division right now because i think that part of that division of boxing needs it and i I, we keep saying it but and i said it not even five minutes ago but like you know who does terence crawford fight who does errol spence fight who does pacquiao fight who do these guys fight and broner's that name that steps in and whether he's a gatekeeper or he's just another face or he comes in and actually like realizes you know I'm, and I'm interested to see how he is personality wise coming into the fight. Like if he's like yeah. his old self, I don't think he's going to do well. I think if he comes in and he, he fight, he fights like a professional and he comes in like a professional and he, and he um, you know, he trains his ass off. Like it looks like he's been and he, and he wins then, you know, he could really be a thorn in a lot of these guys sides. Cause yeah. you know, I don't think, and we've said it, but I don't think he's got the true skill right now to beat those guys. But Adrian Broner, as a boxer is still like a very high level boxer and like yeah. he can make some noise in the division. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, again, a, couple, a few years ago, you know, you just look at him skill wise and forget about all the, all the out of ring shit skills. He matches up with, with Spence and, yep. and Crawford. Certainly. It's just, you know, is his, is his head going to be there? Right? And, and, I think- and you know, like you were saying, like you just said to his, uh, you know, his attitude coming into the fight, like, yeah, I, I hope he's, because for a while there, he was sort of, you know, he became an, an egomaniac, right? Like yep. he just, he, so he shouldn't, I don't think he should let go of who he was when he was winning. Like, you know, the guy was having fun and being yep. loose and, you know, do all that. Don't, don't, don't take it too seriously. You know what I mean? Don't, don't oh, yeah, fucking yeah. take it so serious that you're, you're not who you are, but, but yeah, you're right. Be, you know, if he comes in and shows that he's, that he's focused and he actually wants to win these fights and be a champion again yeah he's gonna be fucking dangerous yeah and i and i think that like for him you know it's almost and i I don't i'm not comparing the two in uh stature at all but like it's the same thing with connor was like you know connor changed his personality and he lost and like you don't want to just change your personality but like i think people also forget with with broner is like the dudes he's actually fought and lost to in his career were all like and that's that's what seems to be the thing is like when he steps up to that upper echelon he doesn't perform and like his losses he's 20 he's 20 or he's 33 and four and his only losses are marcos maidana sean porter mikey garcia manny pacquiao yeah so like you know seeing that overall he got to fight pacquiao first off you got to be somebody to get in there and pacquiao you know, it's just that he underperforms, he underthrows, he doesn't use his skills in all these fights. So if he can come up, you know, he's been there before and he's one of those dudes. And he, and that's the thing is makes it so like the, for me, the most exciting fight because it, it leads to so much more outside of like, you know, Elvis Rodriguez, who's a young up and coming guy, who's, you know, possibly one of the bigger names that's going to happen or the Josh Kelly's or, you know, all these guys, but Broner's a name that like, you know, and he has everything that you need. It's just like, can he actually like put the shit together and actually go out there and like use it and then win? 
Cause that's a whole different conversation with someone like that. It's like, you know, it, it's just, it's just that constant. It's just the, again, how many times you have to have that conversation before you're like, all right, well, you know, I'm done with this guy, you know, yeah. cause he's, he's, he's had those fights. He's been there. It's just, he's gotta, he's gotta perform when the, when the time comes. So, but you know, big weekend. So let's re- let's recap everything. Cause there was a lot there. So we got Dominic Brazil versus Otto Wal- Wal- Valen. 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 Yeah. We're picking, you're picking Valen. Yep. And then we got uh, Robert Easter. We're picking. Yep. Broner. Yep. Did you talk about Markin? Uh, I just, he's, I don't, I don't know the dude that he's fighting. Okay. But, uh, he, he's, he's an exciting, he's always an exciting fighter to watch. So um, watch him. Awesome. So Markin. Let's uh, let's actually let's let's go. Hold on, let's break these down by card. So we got Broner and Santiago is the main. Robert Easter is the third. Dominic Brazil is the second fight versus Valen. So that's all one card, and that's going to yeah. be on Showtime. And then we got Josh Kelly's the main. Yep. And then who's on his card? Is that Markin? Um. That is Josh Kelly. I yeah, believe. Florian Marcus on the, on that on that card, and that's on ESPN. That's on DAZN. DAZN. Okay, so that's on DAZN, and then we got Burchell and Valdez, and then Elvis Rodriguez and Xander Zayas. Is that how you say his last name? Xander Zayas. Yeah, Zayas, and that's on ESPN. ESPN. All right, so break it down. Volin win. You said knockout eleventh round. No, the, the, that's gonna. I'd say, I think I paid, said the eighth round. Eighth round, okay, eighth round. Robert Easter will go decision or knockout. He'll probably knock his guy out if he's a bum. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who. Yeah, probably Broner. I hope he gets a knockout. I hope he does it stunningly. But uh, I'm gonna go with a decision. I think it'll go. The I think yeah, Cruz is doing a decision. Yeah, and then uh, Markin go by decision. Josh Kelly, uh, both agree. I think he's going to come out strong, do something fancy, finish this dude. Then we got Zay. Uh, similar, similar to, to uh, Broner. I think he, he come back, he, he comes back and just boxes the shit out of this dude, cruises to a decision. And then we got Zayas. We're picking decision. Early knockout. Early, early knockout. Second, third round. All right, cool. Elvis Rodriguez, we're going with the uh, early knockout. Early third, knockout. Third, third round, yeah. And then we got. Uh, Valdez with the this was the eleventh round KO. Valdez yeah. with the eleventh round late KO after a, an absolute bloody war. All right, good, good. So there's a lot of boxing, a lot of stuff to watch. Oh, good this boxing too. Good boxing, yeah, not just a lot. We yeah. got volume and intensity this weekend. So we got yeah. UFC fight night. We got Blades versus Lewis. That's going to be a fun fight to watch, regardless if you're a UFC fan or not. And then we got Burchell. Rodriguez, Zayas, Kelly, Markin, Broner, Easter, Brazil, Volin, all these dudes. So definitely tune in. Definitely watch. Let us know your predictions. Is there anything other boxing news or anything that's out? Nah, I think we covered the big stuff. Yeah. UFC-wise, like I said, Usman uh, looking at either Covington or Masvidal, depending on who signs first. Um, actually, I think since the last time we were on here, Edwards versus Kimaev got canceled again because Kimaev is having lasting side effects from COVID. 
So uh, Dana's making him come to the U.S. and he quote said, "I'm going to have him get some attention from real doctors," and because uh, apparently he doesn't think he's seeing real doctors in Russia or wherever he's from. Uh, but uh, that fight got canceled again. Oh, so Putin's about, Putin's about to have Dana White killed. He probably is. And uh, talking that shit. And then um, oh, what else was there? I feel like there was something. Else. Oh, it's looking as of right now like Connor Poirier is going to happen in the summer. So it's looking like both of them want the trilogy and neither of them want really another fight. So they're going to get that fight in the, the summer and uh, it'll go from there. Real quick. Yeah. Um, I saw Connor, Connor posted uh, a clip of the, the fight. The oh, of him punching? Fight. Yeah. yeah. Of him. He was like, and he, I think the, the, the caption he put, uh, you know, working with that lead paw, yeah. And it was the most like off balance, like sloppy jab that I've ever seen Conor McGregor throw. He completely pushed it. Like he leaned, like all of his weight shifted over his lead foot. He does and he pushed the shot through. Yeah, but why would you use that to as a highlight? Oh, I know, yeah. Like yeah. there were better shots thrown. It it's he's got he's got to stop man he uh so he when he throws that punch he leans i've seen breakdowns of it but he leans uh especially when he fought like alvarez but it doesn't really make sense against uh apore because like he's uh he's a southpaw so like you don't yeah he he what he tries to do there is lean so he can get that guy to throw the punch and then he just he's already there and he slips and throws No, no, no 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 this was no just the jab Oh, just like not, not 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 the lead and the pullback. No, not that Mayweather shit. He wasn't oh. doing like the pull counter. No, just he just threw the jab out there. If you watch, go look at his Instagram. I'm looking right now. He oh just, yeah, yeah, now you're right. He yeah. just threw the jab out, and you could see him push through yeah. the target. He didn't throw the shot out there, and he's leaning so far forward, it looks so bad. And he like he put hey, he that out there. Like, it was back to his face. Really, he, <laughs> he goes here, and he goes right. <laughs> He posted like it was something good that, that he did. It's like he doesn't even know what what, what he's doing good anymore. Yeah. Let that man retire with his children. Fuck. He reaches a lot with his punches. He does, but it's usually it's usually with the um the power hand. Like he'll yeah. throw the jab. He's he's always been good at snapping the jab out there and then really following through with with the power hand, yeah. which is why he's gassed out so much because he throws it so he put throws too much into that one shot, yeah. but he's always been good and accurate because he's been loose in the shoulders. Yeah. That right there is a guy who's super tense and just he's pushing through a jab and it looks so bad. It's so hard to watch. Yeah, I saw I saw that yesterday. I'm disgusted you know, by it and I want to spit in his face because of it. And uh, Dustin, Dustin posted this after and he said victory. Yeah. So it was him knocking well, out. That's what, that, that, that's what you get for put like that's not a highlight, Connor. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I think hey, that should he should post that. Like, listen, kids, this is what you should not do. <laughs> not. <laughs> Damn. Well, whatever. That that fight's gonna be the third the the uh, third bout. Hopefully, I hope they're I hope they make it. I want to see it again. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens with the UFC. There's a lot of good stuff. I'm ex- super excited next week. I'm gonna break down. Uh, I don't know if there's <laughs> boxing next weekend on the sixth, but um, oh, but next weekend on the twenty seventh there is. Oh wait, so oh yeah, so UFC is two weekends away. 
There's another fight after that. I got to look at what it is, but March 6th, I can't wait for it. There's too much. Um, let me see what's after that for UFC. There should be another. That's another fight night. All right. Well, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, a lot of good stuff. If you guys do watch, let us know. Definitely love to hear your, uh, your predictions and we'll, we'll go from there. So if you guys have listened this far, thank you. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace.